passionate about the truth of God's Word and will tell you like it is, Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books, popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids, and not to mention, everybody's best friend. With fresh biblical insight, she dares you to step out in raw faith. Hey, hey, guys, it is your girl, Autumn Miles, back with another brand new, super exciting, awesome podcast. These are fun, aren't they? Um, Love you guys. Thank you guys for downloading. Don't forget to subscribe, you guys. Subscribe um, to the podcast. Make it part of your weekly, you know, routine. Wouldn't that be great? I want to be your buddy every week. Um, we love those of you that are so supportive. Um, we've been hearing so much great feedback. It's crazy. I got a phone call yesterday from, um, an old friend and, uh, they were just talking about how the podcast had spoken to them. And it was so very encouraging to me today. So bring your buddy along with you on your vacation this summer. Where are you going? I want to go. I want to go with you. Bring me along. We'll have a blast. Okay. (laughs) So if you don't know, um, if you can't tell, um, which you can, uh, according to my producer, who was like, you're, you sound really nasally. I, um, I've had a little summer cold and it's not been fun. Listen, it is hard to get me down. You guys, I don't have COVID. It is not COVID. Okay. It's like a summer cold, like an annoyance. Like it's so mild yet not mild because I thought it was allergies at first, but then I was like so tired. So, um, knew that it was a summer cold. I want to talk for a second about when moms get sick. Listen, isn't it the worst thing ever (laughs) as a mom when you get sick? Why is it? Why? Why is that so terrible? I did not bring. I, I am not uh patient X. Okay. I, I was not, I will not name names. Um, but my oldest son totally brought this into the family. Uh, he, he, he brought it in. He wasn't feeling good. It was, it was like the last day of school. He just had like a little runny nose. It wasn't like a big deal. And, you know, um, it kind of trickled through the whole family and mom, me took care of the whole family, made everybody tea and all this kind of stuff. And then guess what? Mom gets it. Okay. Why is it so hard when moms are down? I, I, I was just laughing with my family. Like everyone forgets where everything is. It's like, mom, where's the spatulas? I'm like, are you kidding me? Two days ago when I was well, you know where the spatulas were. They're right there in the drawer by the oven. But if I'm sick, Everyone forgets where they are. People forget to like wear shoes. They forget to match their shoes. They'll come into my room. I'm laying in my bed because I'm trying to get, you know, feel a little bit better. Moses walked in with two different shoes the other day. It's like if a mom is sick, their entire family loses their minds. Okay. It's 630 at night. I I thought for sure, you know, someone's going to be cooking dinner. That's not me. 630 at night. People forgot. We have to eat dinner, okay? Why is it when mom gets sick, our family loses their ever-loving minds? You know how much I love my family with every fiber in my being, but it's like, you know, yes, yes, six-year-old children, you cannot wear your pajamas to Target, ever. You just can't do it. That's just, that's a rule. Like, don't wear your pajamas to Target. But if I'm sick, all of a sudden, all of the common sense of the intelligence 
from my family literally flies out the window. Why, moms? Listen, I wish this was a, a show where you could talk back to me because I would love to hear an amen. Okay. Why, why does that happen? Oh, uh, anyway, so clearly I've had a cold. That's why what you're going to hear. And that's what you're going to hear in the video um, after the break. But I just want to give a shout out to all the moms who get sick and their family kind of loses their minds. I, I really don't know what happens. Um, but, but that is exactly what happens. And to be honest with you, I have nothing spiritual to say. I thought I was going to go in a totally different direction. And I, I feel like, like, some, let's just be funny for a second. I, I don't, I don't really know what, what happens, um, when mom gets sick. Anyway, that's currently happening in my house. I'm better now. I'm up. I'm out. I'm over it. I don't know why I sound the way that I do. Cause I actually feel okay. Um, anyways, what you're going to hear after the break is this, is the following, okay? This is what you're going to hear. I did a live video, and so the sound might be a little bit different, but I really loved, I just love this word. And um, you'll hear you'll hear the passion. You'll hear everything. You'll probably hear dogs barking and stuff like that because I recorded it outside. But I just, I, I wanted to bring it to you. And this is for those of you that you've been standing and believing for your dream and, or for something, not a dream, for something. And the crowd is literally laughing at you. Those in your life are like, oh, bless her heart. Oh, oh, that's so sweet that you believe that God will actually do that. Almost condescending to you, laughing, maybe mocking you, maybe gossiping about you. But you know, um, you know where you've placed your trust. So I wanted to, uh, sort of replay this from you. It's very, very recent. It's from last week. Uh, but I know that it will encourage you today. And my word for the day to you is child arise, child arise. That's my word for the day. And you can catch this amazing message straight from Jesus right after the break. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Does it seem like God is answering everyone's prayers but yours? Do you want to see results from your prayer life? Do you feel as if you are a professional Christian with an amateur prayer life? If so, Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer, is for you. Autumn Miles wrote Gangster Prayer because she herself experienced disappointment from years of praying with little results. Gangster Prayer will show you how to unlearn bad habits in prayer and build your prayer life on a foundation of faith and not doubt. Get your copy of Gangster Prayer today at autumnmiles.com or anywhere books are sold. Be sure to follow Autumn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Now, let's get to the word, y'all, the word. Now, here's the deal. Um, I am, this is for someone today. You know what? This is for me today. This is for me. Can I just be honest with you? Um, I feel so strongly like some of you guys out there, people are laughing at you. 
<laughs> and it's because of your faith. It's because of your dream. It's because of your situation. And maybe they're not laughing to your face because people typically aren't that rude. And if they are, oh my gosh, that's just a whole new level of mean. But maybe you feel like people are snickering behind your back. Maybe you feel like you've believed for something for so long. You've stood in the gap for something for so long. And maybe you just feel like those that are looking at you are saying, well, you're a dreamer. That's so great. But you you know, God bless you. Sometimes we have to settle, okay? Or, wow, you're praying for that? Like, wow, I've never prayed for anything like that. <laughs> Can't wait till they fail type thing. You know, I just feel like we are living in such a world today where when people decide to stand on something firm for the Lord, immediately it gets this um, response that like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Or like people's faith is so small today. They don't realize that we literally get an audience with God Almighty. The one who created all of the galaxies, the one who put the tides in motion, the one who gave us the earth, we have an audience with him on a daily basis. And people are forgetting that. They are forgetting that because they're distracted by their social or they're distracted by their situation or by their whatever. People are forgetting that. And so I feel like I, I want to talk to those out there that you, you, you are facing a situation, and let me tell you something even, even here. The laughing, the response of other people, the unbelief of other people has got you down. You are down. You are down. You are frustrated with the response. You want someone in the world to support you. You want someone in the world to come alongside you and say, a girl. You know you have Jesus, but you'd like to have an audience of people going, good job, good job, we're here for you. But you just don't have that, okay? This is for you today. I want to tell you about this story. And this story, uh, oh, it gives me chills uh, just even talking about it. The word that I want to tell you today is child arise. Child, arise. That's going to be the word that we are focused on today. For those of you that are getting jeers and sneers and little people are gossiping about you and, and your faith and how you're still believing, you're still standing strong and all, the, all of that, I want to tell you, you stand firm. Because God is going to speak to you today, and I believe it's through this passage of scripture. I want to read this to you, okay? Um, this is right after the woman who was uh, healed with the issue of blood, okay? Right? Um, you guys know the story. We're not going to talk about her. That's a great story. Go read it on your own. It's in Luke. I want to talk to you about the story in Luke right after that, okay? Luke 9.49 says this. I'm going to make a couple points. Listen, 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 listen. This is so good. This is so good. I want you to listen to what Jesus said. Sometimes we need to shut down every other voice. And all I want you to listen in this text, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say in this text? It's There's red letters. That's what I want you to focus on. Because in our life, we need to be focused not so much on what the, the, the peanut gallery is saying. We need to be focused. What is Jesus saying? What is he saying? He's the one that has the power to do it. He's the one that has the power to encourage me. He's the one that has the power to flip this script. He's the one that has the power to change from uh, my situation, from death to life. He's the one. So what did 
Jesus say? I don't hear enough people saying, I hear what you're saying. Congratulations to you. But what did Jesus say? Because that's who I'm going to follow, okay? So this is the story right after the woman in the issue of blood from Luke 9. Now listen, listen, listen. He had just said this to the woman with the issue of blood. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. He just said that. Jesus, Jesus said that. Red letter. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, verse 49, someone came from the house of the synagogue official. Now, we're not going to go back and do the backstory on this because I know I, I want to keep this short. Saying, your daughter, so this person is coming and talking to the synagogue official. He's saying, your daughter has just died. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. Now, death is pretty final. It's pretty final. So I understand the perspective of this person that came to tell the synagogue official, your daughter has just died. You don't have to bother the teacher anymore. I, I totally understand the perspective of this uh, official, but he was standing in front of Jesus Christ. And, and I, don't, I don't understand why this person that came to tell the synagogue official didn't recognize uh, what Jesus had just did for the person before him, okay? So he looks at the senator, your daughter had just died. Don't bother this guy anymore. He's over it. That's what they said. But, oof, Jesus don't play. When Jesus heard this, he answered, he answered this statement and he said, do not, red letter, this is what Jesus said, do not be afraid any longer. Only believe and she will be made well. Now, the, the friend of the synagogue official came up and said, don't bother the teacher. But Jesus said, don't be afraid any longer. If you believe, she will be made well. When Jesus came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter the room. He wouldn't allow them in. You know why? Because they didn't believe that he could do what he was getting ready to do. He didn't allow the other voices in. How many of you guys need to hear that today? Do not allow the other voices in. It is okay to turn off your mass text, to turn to turn off your group text when you're getting text 15 times. What, what should I do about this? And 72 people have an opinion. Turn it off. Tell him to go away. Tell him to leave the room because you have an appointment with Jesus alone. Why did Jesus not let anybody in there? Because no one had the faith to believe that he could actually raise the girl from the dead. He came to the house and he did not allow anyone to enter. Some of you guys are allowing people to enter that are harming your walk with Jesus. Just don't let them in. Don't let their opinions in. Don't let their negativity in. Don't let their I told you so's in. Don't let their doubt in. Don't let their gossip in. Don't let them, uh, the, the way they gang up on you in. Stop letting them in. If Jesus said, you're gonna have to stay at the door even though I'm about to do a miracle, you can do the same thing too. Why? Because I don't want to be distracted by the people who do not believe what God is getting ready to do in and through me any longer. You can just sit at the door. That's not mean. That's actually very nice. It restricts you from saying something stupid. 
He didn't allow anyone to enter. Oh, Jesus don't play. Except Peter, James, and John, and the little girl's father and mother. Now, why did he let Peter, James, and John in? Because they knew Jesus could do the impossible. Now, they were all weeping. They had all accepted the death and lamented over this little girl. But he said, stop weeping, for she has not died, but is asleep. Jesus, who just healed a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years, looked at the crowd and said, stop weeping. She has not died. She is just asleep. The next verse says this, but they began laughing at him, knowing that she has died. Let me tell you something. If someone is laughing at you, they feel negative about what you're believing for. They feel negative about what you're standing in. They're gossiping about what you're trying to believe for and you're looking for and you're praying for and you're begging God to do in and through your life. If they are laughing at you, let me tell you something. They're not, you are not the only person that they have laughed at. They are also laughing at Jesus's ability to answer your faith with his faithfulness. I often like it when people laugh at me. You know, when I tell something like, I really feel like God wants me to do this, and they're okay, and then God does it, and I don't have to say anything. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, stared at this group of people who had accepted the death, and he even told them, don't weep. She's just asleep. And they laughed at him. If they laughed at him, they're going to laugh at you from time to time. But don't let that keep you from believing for all that Jesus has put inside of you. Don't let them in. Next one, next verse says this. He, however... It doesn't say disregarded their laughs, but he did. He was like, mm, okay, well, they're laughing, so I got, a, I got a little girl to raise from the dead, so I'm just going to ignore what they're saying. <laughs> he, however, even though they were laughing at him, took her by the hand, saying, child, arise. Now, this is for you. They were laughing and laughing and laughing at this little girl's situation. They thought it was funny. They thought it was impossible. They thought it was stupid. They thought it was ridiculous. They thought, what this guy is saying will never happen. It doesn't make sense to me. I've got a college degree. I've got this. I've got that. Well, congratulations. Have you met Jesus Christ, who literally raised himself from the dead? They're laughing. And what does Jesus do? He totally disregards their laugh because he knows he's about to shut them up forever. And he goes to the little girl, and we're all the little girl. And he grabs her by the hand. And he says to her, child, arise. Now this ministered to a deep place inside of me because of this. Sometimes the laughs get you to a place, the sneers, the jeers, the gossip, the comments, the sar sarcasm, um, the negativity can get you to a place where you literally are down and out. You might not be dead, but man, you are in your spirit. You are just not really alive. 
And I believe that you guys are on this call and the people that are watching the videos, the thousands of people that are watch this video from right now forward need to hear this. Those of you that feel like you are discouraged, like you are almost despondent, like you just feel like you can't go on anymore. You do feel maybe on the inside you are completely down and out because you are so tired of facing the crowd that is laughing at you. You are so tired of facing the crowd that is rejecting you, that is, that is, you know, not supporting you, that is, that is belittling you. Let me tell you something. I really feel that Jesus wants to take your hand in this moment and he He's got one message for you. Child, arise. Get up. Get up. Arise. Get up. Get up. Child, arise. Get up. Get up. And the next verse says this, and this is also for you. And her spirit returned. And she got up immediately and he gave orders for something to be given to her to eat. And her spirit returned. Those of you that feel like you are so discouraged, you just feel like Jesus is never gonna come through. Maybe you feel like you have seen the final of the final of the final of the final of the final, and there is just not even a crack of a miracle. And everyone's laughing at you, and they're claiming victory because they told you so. Jesus is still there, grabbing your hand. And I believe today his message through me today is child arise. He wants that spirit that fiery, faith-filled spirit, that spirit that he knows is standing in belief that he will move to return back to you. Don't let those who laugh at you, jeer at you, sneer at you, take that fiery spirit. And her spirit returned. Now, I'm not thinking that something crazy is going to happen even here on this call. I mean, it might. But I do definitely feel like this is for some of you guys out there today that you just can't get that full of life, full of hope, full of peace, full of joy spirit back because they who have laughed at your situation have literally laughed it out of you child arise. As soon as Jesus said that to her, her spirit returned and she got up and I love this. Jesus is like, someone give her a cheeseburger. <laughs> someone give her some tacos, you know, <laughs> someone order her a pizza. He was wanting her to eat, which is great. Give her a milkshake or a gluten-free dairy <laughs> free, dairy-free milkshake. I don't know. I gotta be honest. I drink full milkshakes. And her spirit returned. You are not too far gone. You are not too far discouraged. You are not too far down and out. You are not. You are not. You are not. Why? Because you serve a God that took this little girl by the hand and changed her literally from dying to living. 
If she wasn't too far gone, neither are you. Allow the Lord to speak life in your spirit. Allow the Lord to wake you up just like that. Allow the Lord to minister to you in such a way where your spirit will return. Take some time today. Pollen. Take some time with him today. If you can't do it today, get up early tomorrow morning. Sit with him and say, okay, here I am. Wake me up, Lord. Wake me up. He is not done with you yet, okay? And stop letting those laughers in. You stop it. Stop letting those laughers in. Uh, let me see. Verse 56 says, her parents were amazed, but he instructed them all to tell no one what had happened. Now that really didn't happen, but he did instruct them to tell no one what had happened. Child arise, get up. Come on, you're going to do it. You're going to make it. Child arise. Because God has got a plan for you through this faith journey that literally will blow your mind. I love you guys. I hope this helped you. God bless you, my friends. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Are you looking for a passionate speaker for your next conference, church function, or fundraiser? Autumn Miles is the right fit for you. As the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministry, a live event ministry, Autumn has not only spoken at events around the country, she has planned and directed them. Autumn is a survivor of domestic abuse, and she is passionate about educating the church on how to effectively assist victims. Her message of hope and healing has been shared on the big stage internationally. Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. To find out how you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab, Click on it and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, guys, back from the break. I have a question from one of you. And you guys are sending me good, great questions. Um, I love these. I feel like they're more and more raw and real. Like, hello, I'm a real person. <laughs> I need help with this. They're, they're not basic. They're actually getting really specific. And so I love that. So if you're a real person out there and you have a real raw question, you don't have to put your name. We're not trying to put you on blast over here, but send me, send it to me and I will, I'll do my best. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'll do my best at answering it got a question over here, which, uh, for someone that did not put their name, which is totally fine. Y'all again, not trying to put anyone on blast. We love you. We love you. Okay. Uh, this person said this, I had stopped attending church this last year and felt like when I went back, the people there just frustrated me and I didn't want to be around them. To the point where I would rather not go to church at all. I believe in God and have faith, 
but don't feel like the church is important anymore. What do you think? Well, God bless your ever-loving heart. I just think this is so real and raw, and I'm really, really thankful that you reached out to me to answer it. Um, here's the deal. I'm not surprised. Let me put it like this. Like, you're not crazy. You're not like, like crazy for going back to church and thinking, wow, this, this, this just isn't feeling, um, right. Okay. We actually did an entire episode called church chat with my pastor friend, some of my pastor friends. Um, it aired May 11th. It's episode 35, I think. So you can go back through that and find it. It's with my pastor friends and whoever this is, I would highly encourage you to listen to that. We, we really talked about exactly this, like church doesn't fit anymore. It feels weird. Okay. Um, but for me specifically to you, I am not surprised because this is what we've been hearing everywhere. I was out of church. I did the online thing because everybody had to. And then we go back and, you know, the people, the it just doesn't seem to fit. Well, here's what I would say to you. You've probably changed. Um, you can't go through something like we went through last year and expect for every relationship to fit the same, expect for every um, everything in your life to be the same. You've changed. When you grow at such a rapid pace, um, things on the inside or when you're challenged on the inside or when your faith is challenged on the inside, maybe this particular house of God isn't the right fit for you anymore. What I would not do, because the Bible tells us, it commands us, do not forsake the assemblings of yourself together. The Bible is very, very clear about this, guys. Can't get around it. You don't, it's like what the Bible says. Don't forsake it. Don't stop meeting together. You do need it. But I'm telling you, you are probably one of those specific people that need to look for another house of worship. There is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with you saying, okay, this particular house that I've been involved in, church, um, just doesn't seem to fit me anymore. Look for some place that fits, okay? There were so many different types of churches in the Bible, um, and, and there is nothing wrong with you looking for a different place. Okay. Now I wouldn't be a serial looker where you just go and you kind of nibble on this church and nibble on that. You need to get planted. You need to, um, get rooted back into a church, back into the house of God. But you're probably one of those people that that episode 35 was for. I am not surprised. You're not crazy. This is literally what everybody is telling us, which is why we did that video, uh, that, that podcast. So I would just simply ask the Holy Spirit to guide and to lead you because you, you do need, you do need other believers. When you go through something, you do need the support of other believers. You do need other people that share the same values and stuff like that, that you, you do need to be encouraged. Um, it is good. The church is good. The body of Christ is wonderful. 
so don't throw the baby out with the bathwater or whatever that saying is. I don't even know what that saying is. Find a church that fits you now where you're at right now. Okay. All right. That will do it for today. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to take me along on all your vacations this year. I know y'all going to be traveling in an airplane for two hours or more in a car for 18 hours. Uh, hopefully not more than that. Uh, I know you're going to be doing some road trips and stuff like that this summer. The whole world is traveling again. So um, take me with you. I want to be your buddy. All right. Love y'all. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. Go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Autumn Miles Show. Yep, 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 yep.